Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord. Nelson, that is. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord. Got to pause always. Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment. And ladies and gentlemen, I will say that, you know, all my guests are special. But this young man right here, first of all, he comes on and and he's dressed a certain way, which I can respect and love, man. I love it. I love it. It's, it's awesome, man. You know, he, he might not even really believe it, but I'm telling him I love what he's what, what he's rocking right now. So 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 it's a beautiful thing. But if he doesn't mind, I like to read something that, you know, I always like to write up something about my guest. And, uh, you know, after I've done my research. So um, I like to read this off just to big you guys up or big you up. And, uh, and here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, my special guest brings that infectious sound that embodies incredible musicianship and visceral vocals that warm you like your favorite blanket or or cools you on that hottest summer day, you immediately feel comfortable and welcome as the incredible musicians feed your mental with their passionate pleasure of calmness that excites your senses and brings a peace of mind that is truly needed in this fast pace living for the moment society we we've all come to know so well so i am honored to have them bless my show with their presence well one young man but he's going to represent for the whole crew represent uh, uh, with his presence and without further ado i introduce to you the outstanding seth from a doll's house yes indeed let me clap you up man thank you thank you Thank you for being Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Listen. So my first question always with all my guests is where are you from, young man? So I and the rest of the band, we're all from Los Angeles. LA. Yep. (laughs) And two two of the guys are still in LA. I actually am now in a small town in Jersey. Oh, really? And yeah, and then uh, and then Dave, my my songwriting partner and best friend since uh, I was 16. He's up in the Sacramento area in California. Okay. So we're kind of spread out. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you, got you. So what's the best thing about being from L.A.? So, you know, it's one of those things where, right, you know, home is home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, um, I think, I think for being a musician and, and for the time, and you may know a little bit about this, you know, we were, we're kind of a new band coming out now, but we're an old band. We, of the three of us were in a band together way back in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, you know, LA is just a great music town, mm-hmm. particularly in that era for what we were doing. And I'm sure you can appreciate that was just a pretty unique moment in, in rock, uh, you know, sort of broadly written rock, just a lot of new stuff coming out. I mean, we were literally playing the clubs in LA when, you know, nevermind from Nirvana came out. I mean, I remember, you know, you, you got to hear this and Soundgarden and Jane's addiction and the, right. you know, the chili peppers, the chili peppers have been, you know, part of LA for a long time, but really, of started breaking out into the mainstream so you know i just think if you're if you're in those formative years of trying to learn how to write songs and play music it was a great spot to be in great time to grow up there man i listen love yeah. all all the bands that you mentioned all big iconic i mean unbelievable yes yeah. indeed. so so reading your bio was an awesome read for me I, i'm honestly and you kind of 
touched on a little bit of it. I can relate to what you've gone through to get where you are. Uh, what is it about music that continued to call your names after such a long break of chasing your dream? Yeah, it, you know, I think, and that's been one of the things that's been probably the most uh, rewarding about this whole process of, you know, finally doing it and actually getting it together, making an album is, you know, as you get older, and this sounds a little cliche, but it's true, you know, you start to focus a little more on what is really important. You said it well a few minutes ago about the crazy, you know, hectic pace that particularly in America that, we, that we're, we're all sort of, you know, subscribed to now, willingly or not. And, you know, for me, music is just, it's, it's one of the very few things in life where I can truly get lost in, you know, right. you know, hours can go by. There's just, you know, and I don't know if everybody has something like that. I hope everybody should, because <laughs> like you said, in the world we're in, it's just great. Right. And, and so for me, you know, that was it, that calling's always, always been there, but I think now we're just at a point in life where we can actually, the four of us can, can kind of prioritize that a little more than, than we could perhaps as younger, you know, in, in our younger selves. And, uh, you know, it's great if you can find a way to actually start to prioritize something you love and spend more time at it. What else can you want? All I know is that I, I knew when, when I was going and looking and, and, and reading things, I was like, I'm going to love this because you guys are me, you know, I, and, and I, and I think that if I would have back then, man, there's no telling what would have happened if I would have really had any success back then, right. you know, I, I mean, I really don't know, you know, me being such an impressionable person back then, but there's no telling what I, man, there's no telling what would have happened. I'm not a wild dude, but. I might have been a wild dude. <laughs> Just by no, we say that all the time. I mean, particularly Dave and I and, and Tony. I mean, we were, you know, we were pretty wild back then. And, uh, you know, I always say we kind of went through eight and a half of our nine lives then. And yeah. Uh, but I agree with you completely. I mean, I, we've uh, talked about it almost in exactly those terms. Like, you know, I think it's, it's, it's almost better because one, you know, yeah, maybe you get successful because you got lucky and, you know, you found you had one song that kind of resonated, but, yes. you know, we're such better songwriters now. Right. And, you know, how many bands come and, you know, you know, one hit wonders or whatever, and you need a little success and that's it. And, um, no, I, it really resonates what you said. I think that's uh, very true for us. No doubt. No doubt. So, so how much was music a part of your early childhood and what was being played at that time in your household? Oh, interesting. So, it's funny. No one in my family played anything. Uh, and I literally just, you know, one day I just got it in my head that I wanted to play guitar and, and mm -hmm. thank God my, you know, my parents were like, let's try it, you know? And, um, the earliest albums I remember being in the house were, um, the beach boys, endless summer, <laughs> some, something that the, was it the, the one with the tambourine man and then Neil, Neil diamonds, hot August night, which, <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen it, it's this, you know, double album that opens up and Neil Diamond looks like he just like he was fronting Led Zeppelin back then. It's so <laughs> funny. I mean, it's like you just was really rocking it. Anyway, those were some of the but but, you know, and this this is funny, right? You talk about a different era. The way I really got started was I used to rent albums from the library. Really? Yeah. And you could like yeah. check out albums. So I started checking out a lot of Beatles albums and, okay. and that kind of really got me going. The other guys in the band are similar. And Dave, Dave's, he's one of these guys, like, I think Dave, you know, was born with a guitar in his hand. He was, he was literally playing guitar since he was like six or something. Right. Right. And, and Tony, our drummer, uh, who's just a great all around musician. He's great, mm -hmm. great piano player, guitar player, bass player. He's a fantastic drummer. He started pretty early on, you know, piano, um, 
uh, all that. But I think music uh, and 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 uh, Dave Santos, our singer, same kind of thing. He's uh, he doesn't play an instrument, but you know, just sort of knew he had that that mm-hmm. gift for for singing early on. And I think you know, I can't speak for all the guys, but you know, Dave's a lot of his early influencers the same as mine. A lot of Beatles, you know, right. in the house and things like that. Awesome, man. <laughs> so in your teen years, who or what band or bands was the be all end all for you? So I would say when when we really started playing as a band, mm-hmm. you know, so this is like the late 80s, uh, early 90s. Right. We still we always had kind of this, you know, classic rock influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were definitely, I think, more part of, like I said, kind of that that Jane's addiction, chili peppers, gotcha. um, okay. scene, uh, but just kind of more, probably a little more straightforward rock than that. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the constant for me, I mean, there's, uh, for me personally, um, you know, I've always as a bass player, I'm the bass player in the band and, you know, I play some other stuff, but, but that's, you know, the focus, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if it's like that for everybody or for you, you know, you kind of imprint on certain players early on and, right never really seem to get away from them. So for me, you know, the bass players, you know, even now it, it just keeps creeping in. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's where that, you know, I inspire that. And that's always been, I love John Taylor from Duran Duran. I just okay. think he's like one of the funkiest bass players out there. Gotcha. And which is funny for a, you know, white guy from Birmingham, England. Right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I love, you know, Paul McCartney's bass playing. I love John Paul Jones, uh, Zeppelin, um, David J from you may remember Bauhaus and Love and Rockets, mm-hmm. um, just a very unusual bass player. And so those things, those were sort of always in our mind, even though the music, the music scene was changing into more of that kind of, right. you know, what we think of as that classic sort of, you know, early nineties rock kind of getting into grunge and all that. Well, you speak about, you know, I always remember something that Quincy Jones, and I've said this many times on on my show, Quincy Jones always said you grab 10 of your favorite. So if you grab grab 10 of your favorite bass players and you took yep. one thing from each of them and see when you're speaking about these guys and you probably have and maybe you know it or you don't know it. So if you take 10 things from each of these people, you'll find that you'll have your own unique style. And right. uh, so I've always like when I when I speak to musicians and I ask them, you know, when, when they speak about things like that, it just makes me I, I could just see it. I'm very visual. Right. So I can just like, right. oh, man, that's that's cool. That's You know, so. You played in some great venues when you first started and had a yep. nice momentum from what I've read. So why do you think the momentum stopped for you guys? Yeah. And, and it, I think it goes back to your comment about, you know, maybe it's good that you don't meet success too early on. <laughs> uh-huh. I think, you know, back then, you know, you feel like, you know, so we were in our late teens, early twenties, you know, when you're that young, you think somebody who's 30 is, is ancient, right? Right, so, right. Uh, we were, you know, so we thought we were adults, but now with a little bit of wisdom, you know, I think really what we realize now is we did all that on our own. We just sort of figured it out. Like, all right, how do you, I can tell you a funny story. The, the way we first played our first club in, in, um, uh, in LA was the Troubadour, which, you know, a lot of people know the Troubadour. Yes. The way we played it is, is, I, I went up to Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction after mm-hmm. he played this kind of outdoor concert called uh, L.A. Street Scene back then. Okay. And it was that kind of thing. You could just go up to these guys. And I said, how do you play a club? And he told me, he said, just call this guy or whatever. And I said, all right, you know, what did I know? I was 17 or 18. So I called him and we, we ended up finding a slot and, you know, we booked it. Awesome. But I think, you know, so you, you can do some of that. And, and, you know, the music was good and we had a good little following of, of people that would come and see us. Mm-hmm. But I think now, I think what was missing is we didn't have an adult in the room with us mm. to sort of say, right, 
all right, what do you do to take it to the next level? We just right. didn't know, you know, right. and it's like, yeah, for, for some bands, you know, you have that moment of just the right person was there and quote discovered you. But yes. I think we just didn't know. Um, and, you know, now, I mean, the thing about now is just with the technology and all the platforms and the way for people to get music, Yes, that piece of it is, is, I don't know if it's easier. It's certainly more accessible, mm-hmm. you know, than, than it was to at least you to learn about it than it was back then. Cause you just, if you didn't know, you didn't know. No doubt. No doubt. So, so real question, do you have any regrets about having to pivot into other successful careers, knowing that a music career was something you truly craved and longed for? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, um, you know, again, yeah, in a perfect world, like, you know, if you could write the script and, you know, write the career, yeah, I'm sure everybody would say, oh, you know, but that's not how life works. I have no regrets about it. You know, I think the great thing about doing this now is we're, we're, we are older, we're wiser. Um, and you know, I like, you know, I know myself really well. Now we were joking about <laughs> what I'm wearing. Right. Uh, and it's like, uh, you know what, that's what I'm, I know about myself. That's what yeah. I'm comfortable with. Right, and right, it's right. like, you kind of get to a point where you're like, you know, I'm sure it's the same for you. Right. You're like, yeah. this is what I, this is who I am. Yeah. And I'm very comfortable with that. And, right. um, and, uh, so no, I don't, I don't regret it at all, particularly now because it's, it's been so much fun. You know, we're guys in our early fifties. We're not, right. you know, we're not competing with the boy bands, right. You know, <laughs> um, but we did it right. And how many, how many people, you know, sort of think about, I hope, I hope, you know, to the extent we get any traction, you know, I hope one of the things that comes from it is, is people maybe get a little inspired, like, of course. you know what life can be long and, and what, what you make of it. And, um, it, it's been such a joy for us to do this, you know, and actually put an album together. And that was the, the purpose. We just said, look, let's just make a real album mm-hmm. and it'll be something we can be proud of. May not be life changing, you know, who knows what happens, but, um, but it's something we'll be proud of and glad we've done. And, um, we're at a point in our lives where we can spend some time, uh, and do it right. And I lo- listen, I love it. And, and I, even though I was laughing, cause I laugh a lot, I wasn't joking. Yeah. I wasn't joking about what we were talking about the ensemble. I just oh no, know, no, I know you. No, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I just, I just want you to know that it's, it's cool to me because it's something that I know. Because I'm telling you, man, I, I, I have a, a closet full of horses. I have my Ralph Lauren polo shirts. I have a lot of them pants, socks. Listen, I wear that on a regular basis. So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to understand that most definitely. So, in hindsight, how has the pivot? helped you return to creating your amazing music in today's landscape of social media algorithms. You kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, one, you know, just obviously technology is, is at the root of a lot of it right. from everything from, you know, not, uh, you know, obviously in terms of being able to get music out there, right. There's so many ways to do it. Now, of course, the trick is, you know, there's so many ways to get music out there. How do you try to get attract people to listen to yours, right. 100%. which is sort of right. And that's sort of like the, 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 inverse of what it was back in our early days it was you know limited avenues of getting music out so it was more how do you get to be one of the ones that get it out but but more interesting to me it's just been on the the sort of songwriting um um recording process you know as i mentioned we're we're kind of in four or three different places around the country Mm -hmm. and we were able to write you know these songs and record them across the country, um, yes. you know, with, with using pro tools, logic, whatever. I mean, some of it started on garage band, uh, right. and, um, you know, you can do that, right. you can actually like write these songs and, um, and then, you know, the recording process. So we, um, we were very fortunate to, to hook up with, uh, Brian Wheat from, from Tesla. He's the 
bass player and founding member of Tesla. Right. And, you know, very accomplished, you know, uh, producer, uh, you know, recording engineer, et cetera. He's got his own studio. That's great. Mm -hmm. And we had the good fortune of hooking up with him and just that process of being able to, um, you know, be with him in the studio, record stuff live, but then also be able to fine tune things and have at one point we had some of the vocals done in a studio in LA Mm -hmm. um and then and then sent to brian to um you know sort of engineer and mix right um and so it really you know just it breaks down that that kind of technology really breaks down the barriers to getting something done indeed indeed man listen man I, i'm i'm loving this <laughs> I'm, I'm loving yeah. it well, allows us to talk today right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed so how receptive if you have children are you married mm -hmm. married with I children am. okay Mm -hmm. So how receptive have have your wives and children been to you going all in with the music again? Yeah, so so for me, um, so it's funny, my older son, mm -hmm. Sam, take should get a lot of credit for this because he literally showed me how to use GarageBand about five years ago. <laughs> you know, and he's like looking at me like, you really don't know how to use this. Stuff. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> so, so he gets a lot of credit. My wife is incredible. My wife is, you know, I've been married almost 30 years if yeah. you believe that and um and <laughs> and and she was one of, you know she was one of um our close you know circle when we were back then i mean she's you know hey. not quite my high school sweetheart but but college definitely yes she's always supported me in any sort of harebrained idea i've had along the awesome. way and and awesome. and i can say that for for the rest of the group in terms of our families and kids you know especially it is kind of one thing that's really neat about it uh is you know i think from the kids perspective is um, I just think kids, um, you know, and I mean that from, you know, we've got kids ranging from, you know, 12 to, you know, early 20s uh, in the band. Mm -hmm. And I just think kids strike me as a lot more open to music coming from all different places than than I think of myself at mm -hmm. that age. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, what we were talking about with technology. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, again, for, for you know, some guys that are that are sort of not in our uh, uh, in our early 20s anymore right it's it, i think we are like it, it, we're really fortunate that we're we're trying this in an environment where i think people are open to hearing music from from anyone any age you know any part of the world mm -hmm. and technology obviously helps helps to do that but but all the kids and and our you know wives partners significant others have been you know nothing but supportive and um uh which has been great because obviously we can't we can't do it if uh if we don't have that kind of help no, that's awesome because that does mean a lot to have that that family. I always tell people, you know, that's always the icing on the cake. We want everybody else to. We really want the people out there to really love us, you know, because family is just a certain amount of, you know, they're family. You know, right. they know they know you. It's all love. Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, right. but when they do go all in with you and they support you, it means the world to you because you're doing yeah. something that you love, and if they can understand it or get it. Or, or just be open to, to, you know, allowing you to be you. That's a beautiful thing, man. So, yeah, to your wife, your, your, your better halves, your kids and all that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So the, the, the music you create now, is it similar, similar to the music you created back then? And if not, yeah. what, what has changed? So it's, it's interesting. It's um, some of it. So, so this album that we made called Anum, mm -hmm. actually two, two of the tracks are songs we used to play uh, in the clubs back way back then. Awesome. And so, um, there's definitely, I mean, what's interesting to us is it's been so many years, but there's definitely that, that sound, you know, mm -hmm. that, that kind of whatever it is, a doll's house sound. Um, but we've definitely become much more, um, 
just better songwriters, you know, okay. and that makes sense, right? We've had a lot more time to think about Experience it, learn how to do it, yes, you know, indeed. trial and error and mm -hmm. all that. Right. And one of the things that I think's really been really fun about it is, you know, at this point in our lives, like there's, you know, back then when you're, you know, late teens, early twenties, there's a lot of ego, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everybody's sort of feeling their way in the world. And, and I think, you know, that's a healthy thing to go through, but, you know, now when we write songs, there's no, well, wait a second, you're trying to get rid of my part or, you know, right, right, <laughs> I did right, right, this right. or you did mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And, and Dave, Dave and I primarily kind of at least start the songs and we kind of write the okay. songs together and it'll be everything from, we have a lot of songs that I start with, you know, some kind of a guitar part. Dave is a much, much, you know, I'm, I'm not really a guitar player. Dave's a very accomplished guitar player. Mm -hmm. And so he'll, he'll take those things and then he'll start to sort of put a signature on it. And he's a great bass player in his own right. And so sometimes he'll give me an idea. Hey, why don't you think about something like this for the bass? And then I'll take that and kind of, you know, do my thing with it. Right. So it's very, it's very, you know, um, uh, collaborative. There's never, it's all about the song. How do we get to the best song? Right. Um, same thing when, when Tony and, and, and Dave Santos, you know, add, add their pieces, you know, we, we really want them to have free reign. And mm -hmm. um, Tony always has just a really interesting way of approaching rhythm that we would never have thought of. And then, and Dave Santos with on the vocals, he's just got a great one. He's just a fantastic singer, right. but two, he's just kind of that rare guy who just, he understands harmony in a way that I just don't. And he just develops these, these layers. And it's just great to have an environment where people feel free to, to do their thing and not, and not feel like, Oh, am I stepping on your toes? We're, we're just like, look, you know, we can always re-record something, right? right, we, can, right. we can, let's just try it. And if it's, if it doesn't work, we don't do it. But most of the time it works and it ends up being much, much better song. Yeah, man, just being able to do your thing. And I know I spoke with somebody recently about that, having the freedom to, to be you. And just like you said, Dave Santos, you guys brought him in to do what he does and allowing right. him to, to have that freedom is a beautiful thing. And even with the uh, um, my bandmate, Matt Acevedo in Plastic Catastrophe, same situation. He's in Texas. I'm in South Carolina. But yeah. when he sends me music, I allow him. I'm like, man, send me what you're feeling. What's what's boom. And then he allows me to write to it how I feel about it. And it's just a good situation. I had that with yep. Rich Ward when I was with, with Stuck Mojo and, and all right. the other bands. Plastic, I mean, Lord knows Future Lies. All of these musicians that I've worked with, they've allowed me to be me. And, and that's been a beautiful thing. And so I, I really hear you on that one, man. That's a good thing, man. That's a good chemistry that you guys have. It allows, right, right. It allows for better music, I believe. My, you exactly. Know, my personal yeah. So so let's, let's talk about the first single, Hey Wait, off your highly anticipated debut album, Anum. You guys haven't released that yet, right? Animal. No, so just, right, right, not right. yet. Yeah, okay. Hey, wait, is out there, and yeah, right, exactly. So, so let me say this: to me, it's an amazing listen, no doubt, and I hope it's showcasing what the album will be like. So, uh, was it written about a specific person or situation? The song, Hey, wait. So, so yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you. It, it is hopefully the vibe of the song. I think we 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 wanted to have that one come out because it is. We do think it's representative of the vibe of the overall album, and. Awesome. and you it's know, gonna be great. It's gonna you, be great. Then. You, yeah. We could have a whole discussion about whether albums exist anymore. You know, but but we we definitely approached it with whether people like you know want to listen to it as an album or not. We want to yes. listen to it as an album. So right. Hayway really does, I think, kind of embody what the overall vibe of the um, the, the album is. And it's one of those funny songs. I'm sure you can relate. You know, the great thing about songwriting is you never know where the ideas are going to come from. 
you have some songs that take a long time to work out, you know, and you just know, and you labor on them. They're not quite right. And you finally get there. You have other songs that just kind of come out of the the woodwork and, and there it is. And Hey, wait, was kind of like that. It was something I'd had floating around just the basic sort of mm-hmm. structure on guitar right. of all things. I was, I was visiting Dave, the guitar player and um, staying with him for a few days. Mm-hmm. He went out to go to one of his kids, baseball games. I stayed in his music room and played with all he's got, you know, like, 15 guitars laying around all the time. So I just picked up one, started messing around with this one and just got the lyrical idea and the melody. Right. Just kind of did it while he was gone. He came back. He loved it. He sort of did his thing to it almost right away. And like a week later, we had a really, really solid demo with, with, uh, with Santos singing on it and sounded great. It's in terms of what it's about. It's, I like, um, I write not all, but, but a lot of the lyrics on this Mm -hmm. album and, and for our songs and I don't approach it this way all the time, but I like songs where there's an element of mystery to it, where you're not quite sure what is going on, but you kind of get an impression of this person. And Hey, wait is one of those. It's about, you know, it's clearly about a woman. There's mm-hmm. something going on. I always think about it, you know, whether you're on, you know, I spent a lot of time in New York. So whether you're on a, the subway or path train or whatever kind of, mm-hmm. you know, transportation, you know, and you just people watching and you see people right. and you know, there's some, something going on. Right. And try to just imagine what that's about. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, what, you know, there's little clues to it. You know, I, there really is no answer to it. You know, okay. I don't know at the end what it actually is about, but it's that kind of thing. It's just thinking about what could be going on in someone else's life. And they've obviously got this hurt, but what, what's it from and what are they doing about it? Goosebumps, uh, young man. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> why, because I am a, I, I see everything. When, so when we're having conversation, I pictured everything. You talk about the subway. I'm there with you. I'm sitting beside yeah. you looking across. And I, I watch people also. And I know that everybody has a story. And right. sometimes when I'm just driving, I'm just looking at, like, what are they going through? What are they going through? You know, and then it's like, right. I, well, I'm going through this. And so everybody's going through something. And so exactly. when you say that, man, uh, there's so much out there that could be said that you could imagine or whatever like that. So I'm with you on that one. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. great. Great. So please speak about who wrote the song and well, who, who produced the song? We know who wrote the song, who produced the song. Right. So, so um, Brian, Wheat, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Brian. Wheat from, from, from Tesla. Um, and it was great. I'll just take, I mean, just to the extent it's interesting to you. I mean, just working with him was, was awesome. And it was, you know, particularly on, Hey, wait, um, you know, we'd never worked together. And mm-hmm. so we're kind of coming into it, you know, uh, a little nervous about, you know, working with this guy who's been, you know, Definitely, yeah. rock, rocking for rocking for 40 <laughs> years and still going strong and, you yeah. know, sold millions of albums worldwide, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's just, he's just a great guy to work with. He's very clear with what he thinks and that's mm-hmm. what you want. You know, you don't yes. want to pussyfoot around things. And so right. he really had a big hand in, in arranging the songs. You know, we kind of went into it thinking, all right, we've worked really hard on these demos. We know how it, we want it to go. And Brian's really good about saying, hey, it's your album, but I think you ought to try this. And, right. and there was some of that on, on Hey, Wait. And every, you know, all the suggestions were great. And I mean, a lot of them, they were very, you know, really significant to the point of like, and this was just kind of a fun process was, you know, we had a song and he said, it's the last song on the album. He said, I just think it needs a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Brian will just call. I was with Brian in New York mixing. Yeah. And uh, we, we were at the point of mixing the song. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just think it needs a guitar solo. So he just gets Dave on the phone. Right. Dude, go go write a guitar solo. Send it to me, you know, by tomorrow morning. Click, right. you know? hey. Dave, Dave panics for a minute, but then, he, you know, collected <laughs> himself. And it's a, it's it's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite uh, uh, solo on the album. Yeah. 
Hey, listen, yeah. I always tell everybody I love when when my guests go into stuff like you just answer answer the next two questions I was gonna talk about, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's beautiful to me. I love when that always goes on because it just flows so well. And that's a great yeah. thing. And yes, he has done a great job. And you know, to have somebody who is in the midst of that and and being with Tesla and have you know sold all those. Yeah, he's he's seen it and he's been right. there. And I think that we as uh, musicians and artists, we can appreciate when somebody who has already done it at a level that we haven't done. It. You know, right. a lot of people can be arrogant and, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with being confident, but being able to open your mind and listen to somebody who's done it already is important right. to me. You know, I mean, if it's just yes. John over here, might speak, hey, you know, John knows what he likes, but John, this guy right here really knows. And so I'm going to kind of listen to his opinion. You know, before I listen to you, and no disrespect. Yeah. Uh, that, now that's a lovely yeah, yeah. thing. So uh, shout out to Brian, man. You know, hey, great thing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, who was the original singer of the band, and how has David Santos elevated the <laughs> band sound with his singing? So, as I said, we've become wiser, and one of the wise, <laughs> wise decisions we made. So, back in the day, um, yeah. when we first, literally when we first started, Dave, Dave, the guitar player, and I would do the singing. Okay. And um, and uh, that kind of morphed at one point where we really just had Dave doing the singing. Um, I still sing on a lot of our demos because I, okay. I sort of write the, you know, a lot of the melodies and, and the lyrics to kind of get it going. But I'm not I'm not a very good singer. And um, and so one of the the wise things we did was to try to find someone who really could sing. And yeah. and and that's how um, Santos kind of found us. And it's just been, again, you talk about just strokes of luck and, and allowing other people to kind of do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's an interesting situation. You know, he's just a great guy. One, he's just a great guy to hang out with, but just to work with on songs because, you know, from his perspective, right, he's taking, he's being presented with something where, you know, the vocal part is kind of written. Right. Or at least there's an outline of it. Mm-hmm. And then, but by all means, we're saying, do your thing to it, like make yes. it, you know, and he just has this way of taking these sort of basic melodies and putting his own stamp on it and, you know, can really significantly change things, add parts. Uh, I mentioned before, his sense of harmony is just, you know, mm-hmm. off the charts. And so it's just, it seems like a, when you look at it on a paper, it seems like a formula that probably wouldn't work, you know, to, to write a good song. But mm-hmm. for some reason, he's just, he's the right guy for us. And um, it really just, it, like you said, it just elevates it to that next level where, you know, we're like, wow, we, we've got someone who can really sing. This is great. That's awesome, man. Listen, never doubt what you do as a singer. If you can hold that melody and that tone, I always tell people, no, I'm not this person. Or I'm not Luther Vandross and I'm not this. I just do, <laughs> I just do what I do. And and I, I am big on melodies and harmonies and stuff, too. That is That, that touches yeah. me. And so, yeah, there might be somebody else that can sing it, you know, better and, you know, I'm glad you guys have found that guy, but yeah. you know, but still he gets the ideas from you about what it should be and how, and then you just let him go and do his thing, man. So that once yeah. again, that, yeah. that's, that's just a beautiful thing. So as young as you guys are, you guys are very young. What expectations <laughs> do you have for this album when it comes to touring? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because we're, you know, we have, you know, we're, for fathers, husbands, and, and all, all that. Right. So we need to figure, you know, we're going to have to figure out one, one, I hope it's a problem we have, we have, right. I hope yes. there's, there's a good reason for us, but you know, we're not, we're not the kind of band obviously who can say, you know, Hey, let's, uh, 
let's just take four months and go out there and see what happens, right? It's going to have to be a little, a little more focused, right? right. But um, again, yeah, that's why your question really, uh, I really liked your question about how the families support all this, because if right. we don't, if we don't have that, it'll be, you know, we can't do it. Yes. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna, it's going to require, um, you know, a lot of sort of planning on our part, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it can be done. And again, I think, you know, just because of just the so many different kinds of venues out there and, right. and, you know, way, ways to play, whether it's, you know, at, at, um, you know, smaller venues or, you know, live things in studio, there's a mm-hmm. lot of those opportunities. So I feel like there's, you know, because there are so many options out there, some of which, you know, weren't always there that it's a good fit for us and, and we'll find a way to make it work. And like I said, hopefully it's a, it's a problem we have to solve and, and people will be you know wanting to see us, but, but we would love to do it. Indeed. Indeed. I, I think you guys have a sound that, that that a lot of people are gonna love and a lot of people do love. And um yeah, just continue doing what you're doing, man. Just it's 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 great sound. I I, I dig it, man. You know, I, I'm a military kid, I listen to everything. People always right. say, like, you know, I listen, I'm no genre snob, I listen to it all. If it's hot, it's hot to me. I don't care what it is, if it sounds good to me. I my my Spotify playlist that I have and the music that I listen to, sometimes my wife and kids just look at me like, man, this dude right here, man, what is right. he doing? <laughs> you know, I'm everywhere. You know, I, it could be anything, but but I just enjoy music. Music is a time machine to me. And, um, yeah. you know, like you were saying back in the 80s and, and listening to those sounds, and when you were talking about those bands, man, I was just like, wow. Man, I remember listening to this. I remember listening to, ooh, oh, okay, yeah. Right. Red, 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 anyway amazing man so right, what are you right. what are you most looking forward to when it comes to playing live yeah i mean one it's just it's been you know it's been a long time since we've done it and mm-hmm. so you know um but there's just i mean one of the things that we really like is um we like being a band and what i mean by that is you know sometimes i think what's missing from from music when i hear it is you know the personalities of the players, right? right. They're the bands that I tend to love. And it's just, you know, people have different tastes, but the mm-hmm. bands that I, an artist that I tend to gravitate to are bands where, you know, you know, who's playing guitar, right? You know, right. it's that guitar player. You can hear their, their personalities. In it. And I feel like we've got that. And so, you know, when you can, if you can create that live and get that across and I, and I think we can, mm-hmm. um, there's just nothing like it. I mean, there's nothing like people actually just playing live music together uh, and getting it right. right. Right, right. Playing in a band, and I, you know, I'm doing my rap thing, a hip hop thing, but playing in a band is so different and so amazing and allowed me to um, appreciate musicians even more. And uh, I just, yeah. had a, a, a young man was just interviewing me a few, a, before I started with you. And um, I was talking to him and I was just like, you know, being on stage, and I found myself just looking and enjoying my bandmates. Yeah, of course we got together and we recorded and practiced and rehearsed right. and all those things. But now this is the live moment. You know, not that we were in the moment, we are the moment. We were the moment. This this moment right here. They're, everybody else right. is in our moment of, of of doing what we're doing. And I was just like sometimes I'm just looking at Rich and I'm just like, man, that's that's amazing. And then right. having to realize you can't watch the drummer or you can't watch the bass player. You can't watch Mike Martin do his thing because you have a verse right. coming up, you know, you know, it's exactly like, oh, right. you know, it's like, I got to do my job. But then, you know, sometimes I just caught myself like, 
Wow, that was amazing right there. So I'm seeing what the, you know, the audience is seeing, man. So yes. No, exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, you can, you know, sometimes you just get caught up and you're looking and you're like, I I can't believe these other guys are doing that, you know? And uh, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you forget where you are, but, um, (laughs) but uh, yeah, but it is, I mean, that's, what's incredible about it is, you know, people can just get together and all of a sudden they just, the sound starts coming out from, from people, you know, and particularly, right. I'm sure for you, you know, you've been in the studio so much you know, it's a different process recording music and, and it can be, you know, very, you know, it's very labor intensive and, mm-hmm. and all that, but it, 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 you know, there's something very different about them trying to do it together live and, and sort of with what you have 100%. in your hands right there. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Great, great segment there, young man. I like, I love that. That was, that was enjoyable for me. So good. Good. What makes a doll's house a must see and listen? <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, um, I think it is uh, just to take on a, a little bit or take off from what we were just sort of talking about is I do think it has that sound of this is a band. It's, it's, it's got its own sound and, you know, um, it's not to say we're the, you know, set the world on fire with, you know, uh, there's to some extent, right. There's nothing new under the sun, but, um, but I do feel like the album has a definite vibe to it. I feel like you feel like you're listening to a band that these songs are coherent Right. Um, that there's a, a real feeling that comes from it when you listen to not just a song, but, um, but the whole album together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's that, you know, and hopefully trying to, you know, rekindle some, I shouldn't say it that way, but I was going to say rekindle some interest in kind of looking at yeah. music at, in an album sense, right. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, here's, this is actually a moment in time. There's a, a piece of work here. Um, and you know, uh, I'm obviously biased, but I think there's a lot of really good songs on it. Of course, you're supposed to be. You know, I, we, we want, you know, somebody was saying to me, we, we really do create it for us. And yes, we want the public to definitely love it. We all want to sell a billion. You know, we, we want that. Right. We definitely do. But we also make this music because it's something that we love. And, and, you know, it's not like we're trying to go out there and purposely do this. We're doing what we feel. And right. And that's just a lovely thing. And we want people to receive it in that way. And not everybody will, but that's what we're doing. And um, right. so, no, I understand that clearly, man. And, and and I think that you should go out there with all the confidence in the world. No, I wanted you to talk that talk. I wanted you to say like, yo, this is who, who a, a doll's house. This is who we are. And yeah, this, is what yeah. we're, this is what we're bringing to the table. This is how we're going to handle yeah. business. So yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with saying anything like that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, I, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. So, I believe you guys have something special that will please the listening palate of many out there. And I'm excited for the journey you're about to embark on. So um, last question is, what was the last song you listened to? Um, the last song I listened to, this will sound funny, was a um, uh, piano sonata from Mozart. I listened to that this morning. <laughs> once again the reason why i ask this question and always end with this question because we as musicians and artists you never know what we're listening to and i right. have had you know answers from everywhere i was listening to this and i was just like oh really were you listening to that yes i was listening <laughs> to this you, you're the first one that says I've, I've been listening i was listening to mozart that's that's, that's awesome right, right. so yeah. you know it just yeah. lets you know that we do love music and 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 we have a wide variety of things that we listen to that we get pleasure from. So, man, no, that's that, absolutely that's, that's awesome, young man. Well, listen, I honestly could have could keep you like longer, and I, I just you know I want to kind of get in and get out. And, but yeah, but yeah. nah, it's this has been another great one. I always enjoy my guests. 
because I enjoy talking about music. I enjoy um, getting to know new artists and and you're still a new artist yeah. to me and, and, right, and right, what, you, right. what you guys are doing. And so once again, I'm looking forward to Anum, which is now let me ask you this question. I said that was the last question, but let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Um, is the album all the way complete? And you guys just releasing singles now. But the, but the album's complete. The album's complete, and um, I think we're going to have a second single after "Hey Wait," and then okay. and then the whole album will be out. But it's it's done, signed, sealed, delivered, and uh, awesome. We're getting we're getting excited to start on the next one. And, and look at you, Dave. <laughs> nothing like music, man. Nothing, yep. nothing like it. Well, young man, Seth, if you don't mind, please give my amazing watchers and listeners, you know, your social media information and. Uh, you know, your website or anything else or anything else you want to talk about. You want to say something? The floor is yours, man. Enjoy well, yourself, man. Well, I just want to thank you very much for, for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Really interesting yeah. conversation. And yes. look, I try to I try to spend some uh, time with the Lord every day. And you filled my quota for today. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. No, I've had this has really been a great another great one and i knew it would be and and i just felt that we were going to have so many similar things because when i was reading i was just like oh, yeah my yeah. goodness oh my goodness so yeah. as i as i listened to hey wait and as i read then i i go in and i just start writing my questions and saying like i want to ask him this and you know some of the questions are the same thing that people may ask but i i want to ask what i'm feeling and so yeah yeah usually i go down and i'm listening to your catalog and as i'm listening to it then I'm writing what I'm writing. I'm like, well, this popped yeah. in my head here and whatever like that. But uh, once yeah. again, very, very thankful. Now, um, social media, website, any of that? Yeah, so a, a Doll's House uh, Music, uh, dot com is the website. And you'll, okay. you'll see our, um, uh, our link tree to all the social okay. sites okay. there. Yeah, there's a video uh, you can see on YouTube for Hey Wait. Yes. Uh, we're on all the, you know, all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, Pandora. Um, so yeah, take take a listen and uh really appreciate you having me no nah, man thank you man this has been once again it's been a great one i really really appreciate it and looking forward to some big things from you guys love the sound i know i'll be listening right. I, I listen i i can fan out on it i'm i'm there with you man i love music and i'm gonna really you guys do whatever you're gonna do i'm gonna take the time and uh handle business man so once i again, appreciate it thank you for being here man yes sir. all right take care all right Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Live with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment. And my very special guest, my very special guest, one more time, my very special guest, Seth from A Doll's House. Thank you, young man. Now, that's how we end it. You know, I got to big you up. You know, I got to big you up. I love it. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. I'll be good.
am the Lord. Nelson, that is. 